Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, welcome to Second Take Podcast. Have him washed and brought to my tent. I'm Sebastian. Time has been very cruel to you, sir. I'm Andrew Schosser from Sister Podcast, a new world order. Sir, in your case, age becomes you, as it does three. Wine. What a cheese. And welcome to our review of Mamma Mia. And I'm Sensi oh Weber! Oh god, I'm so sorry! No. God damn it. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't get angry. There was such a pause there, I just assumed it all happened and I wasn't listening. It was dramatic, Seb. Oh, let's do that again. <laughs> and welcome to our review of Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Starring Amanda Seyfried. Andy Garcia, Lily James, Alexa Davies, Jessica Keenan-Wynn, Dominic Cooper, Julie Waters, Christine Baranski, Hugh Skinner, Pierce Brosnan, Josh Dillon, Jeremy Irvine, Colin Firth, Stellan Skarsgård, Mel- Meryl Streep, and Cher. Written by Ol Parker, Richard Curtis, Catherine Johnson, and Judy Crayon. Oh god, my handwriting. I'm gonna say crayon. Probably not crayon. And directed by Ol Parker. Almost nailed it. <laughs> Welcome back. You could say, here we go again, <laughs> right? Because it's another movie and that's what we do. It is another movie. Why would you? Can I give some background as to why we're here? We decided, fuck it. Let's throw Mamma Mia into the musical section. That was my choice of musical when mm-hmm. we were doing musicals. We did it. Literally, the week our release came out, they announced this movie. And oh, we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I guess we're doing the sequel. <laughs> Great. Here we are. This wasn't meant to happen. But here we are. Uh, it sounds like you're angry. I am Seb, angry. It's just you. <laughs> like I can be angry at me. Good. I'm glad. But I'm, I'm more glad angry we can at the both world. agree that this is your fault. <laughs> I'm more angry at all of the managers of half the cast in this film that allowed their clients to do this. I'm sorry. Can we just say that for Cher, Meryl Streep, and Amanda Seyfried, this is the biggest opening weekend of any of their movies. That's great. If we were to measure success via box office. And they do because money. (laughs) I measure it by quality of work and they should be shocked. I think Meryl Streep was pretty well represented in this movie. Yeah, we will talk about that. She did pretty well. Mm. Cher, less so. The the, um, uh, plot for uh, Donna for Meryl Streep's character, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, we'll talk about that definitely. Honestly, uh, that's a good note too, but we'll talk about that. I disagree with the Amanda Seyfried part though, but once again, we'll chat. Do we want to talk about some trivia for Absolutely. this movie? I got a really good useless one. Oh, Did great. you guys know that this film features some music from APA? What? It's crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only some of it, though. Not all of it. I'm sure they tried. <laughs> like, I think they missed a few. They crammed as much as they could oh, in here. God. I don't not want to see the soundtrack of this film because it's going to be like 60 fucking songs. <laughs> it's going to be somehow larger than the Suicide Squad soundtrack, which played a fucking pop song every minute. <laughs> I um I didn't see the trailers before this film. Yeah, yeah honestly, neither did I. I. I went in completely blind. Well, not completely blind. I went in expecting a sequel to Mamma Mia, which it really isn't. Not really. It's a, it's yeah. a, It's kind of a sequel, more of a prequel. So it's mm. a sprequel. Yep. <laughs> I, I agree. Oh. Hadn't hadn't seen the trailer. Didn't really know that much about it. I was doing the trivia before uh, before I went to see it. Uh, and the fact that Meryl Streep recorded all her scenes in less than a week, I thought, oh, bloody hell, that's incredible. You know, for a to, musical as well. To be, and for, for a musical <laughs> to be, to be you know, a main star in the film and to do it all within a week, that's, that's quite an accolade. God, she's simply a goddess among actresses, isn't she? Look <laughs> at that speed. She's got two songs and one costume change, and that's yeah. all she does. Yeah. <laughs> 
we, we, were, we were having the discussion before seeing this film because I don't think any of us was specifically... I mean, whether we liked it or not, none of us were looking forward to going to see it. I was dreading yeah. it. And we I were literally talk- put it off until the very last moment that I could see it. <laughs> we were talking about um, like the horrible deal that Meryl Streep's manager must have made to get her <laughs> into this film. And I'm watching this film and until she shows up at the end, I'm thinking she is the best manager in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and then she rocked up and was like, well... Maybe the second best manager in all that. He, he held off as much as they could. <laughs> Are um, spoilers implied? All spo- yeah. All spoilers all the time. <clears throat> so the, the, the fact that she's dead yes. at, the, at, at the start of the film, I was, I was kind of th- right, right up until the end I thought they haven't said it explicitly. Has she just, you know, are they going to turn around and say she's just gone on? on an extended break somewhere or yeah, she's yeah. been shipwrecked or something. No, but she is very, yep. very, she's very much pretty much, Yeah, really vague up until yeah. her yeah. friends rock up on the island. And, and then for they... like, for a movie that is like so just like, here's the exposition to yeah. get us to the next song. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. didn't they mention it and have a song about it? But as a plot point, it kind of works. It's not. It, it 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 actually works for I, the film. Yeah, yeah. It definitely yeah. Uh, having her having her not there yeah. for the majority of it. Yes, absolutely. And then for the, for the whole movie being about her story uh, before the, before the first. If film. only yeah. it was integrated a little more yeah. in the in the script. And that's my that's my problem. Well, they're not making a masterpiece. They're making Mamma Mia. They could have. They, they like, could have. Yeah, they, a, they, they could, could have. have been a yeah. great movie. Yeah. Uh, like a movie that I appreciated as well as people who liked Mamma Mia One, um, it's it's kind of good. It, right. it actually is kind of good. You can you can think that. <laughs> the reason I was I was chatting with my wife this morning. The reason I I didn't like the first Mamma Mia because it is just a jam songs in here. Here's a loose story. It's about a wedding and oh my god, it's about it's about a wedding and let's all be excited because it's a wedding. Weddings are not exciting in any way. <laughs> One of the worst social interactions you can potentially be no, involved with. Pay attention to me in my pretty dress now. <laughs> and it's all about her and just nothing interesting. My but, wife still refers to it as her wedding for the record. <laughs> she's like, but, yeah. yeah they, so exactly she still right. does. I'm, exactly like, I'm, right. like, I'm in the room yeah. with you. <laughs> but this film, I mean, it's not a biography, but it could be. Like, this is. It, it tells the story of, of Donna, who is this, you know, carefree who, character. She just cares about, you know, living in the moment and doing cool stuff. She's not a narcissist, but she just wants to do interesting stuff and follow her dream and all that sort of rubbish. She's not grounded in she, reality she wants, anyway. She wants to follow her dream, but she doesn't exactly know what that dream is. But she knows she has to go to this one very specific island in Greece for some reason, yeah. oh, and then when she's there, like yes, because yeah. they say what they say you like fall off the edge of the earth there or something. Like yeah, it's, some, some it's the furthest point on the reason. on the globe. I think that Donna is like a flat earther. I think yeah, that's how this works. <laughs> she doesn't know why she's got to. She wants to go there. She just wants to go there. Hey, I got a lot of places I would love to go. I'd love to, I, I feel like I should just live in the mountains <laughs> in America somewhere. <laughs> I would love to just live in a cabin in the woods. She's. I mean, so. she's she's funding this whole trip very unclearly. You've got no idea where her money is coming from. To an allowance from her mother, for, I assume. She banged a bunch of teachers. Maybe she stole their money. <laughs> but. She's a young girl. She's pretty. She's very, you know, lovable and, and charismatic and such. She's very believable. I've met people like her and yeah. who also have a similar story to her. I just, you know, went and did it and it and it worked out because I worked hard and and I and I did it. It seems crazy for for you know any normal person to pursue any kind of, you know, I'm just going to yeah, go to the yeah. other side of the world. I, I'm, I, you know, barely got a passport. I've barely got an idea how to do anything, but it's just going to work out because I'm going to be there and it's going to be fantastic. In other trivia, <laughs> do you know that Cher was offered a role in the first movie that turned the it down? role of uh, Tanya. Chris, who, Christine Baranski's yeah. role. Oh, that's, yeah. Oz, yep, gross. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, yep. I, this might be a first. I think they made a wise casting decision casting Christine Baranski in the first film. Absolutely. She's a fantastic actor, actress. And in this one, she really kind of, it's so, so, it's so clear how comfortable she is with this sort of performance yeah. compared to literally everyone else <laughs> on screen. Also, I feel like she was a bit featured a little bit more prominently. I think maybe because of her success on television lately. I yeah. think they had a couple of extra lines they threw to her just to have her do her oh, yeah. thing. 
Because yeah. there's a couple of scenes where it's just you're just here for the one liner, but that was for some reason the entire scene as well, just that one liner. Yeah. But also, well, she's the she's the quipper. She she is the yeah. the funny one. Yeah. Um, because she's the one that makes the observational humor. The dumb one is was well, she's like she makes the fun jokes of herself, and then everyone else is like, "Oh, we've got to get married." <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, for all the oh, sorry, you know, but Jessica Keenan Wynn, uh, who played. Young Christine Baranski. She does she was such a good job of imitating Baranski. Right, yeah. She's f- great. Just, yeah, the, nail the voice yeah. and the mannerisms. She was helped by makeup. Like, she doesn't look so much like Christine yeah. Baranski, but she was made up very much to she look like She had the her. large sunglasses on, but which even, covers half her face, which also really helps because well, they're similar. Yeah, I yeah. really noticed the cheekbone makeup, the highlights that they use there. I was going to say, compliment to this film, young Christine Baranski was hot as opposed yeah. to actual yeah. Christine Baranski, which is like the opposite of hot for me. <laughs> Christine Baranski, when she was that age, was yeah. very attractive. Yeah. Well, she's not, and I'm going to judge her oh, of it now. Seb. Uh, yeah, very, shame on you. Christine Baranski is a treasure. <laughs> she was fun in this movie. She was great in this movie. Yes, I'm using the word serviceable. fun. Thank you. <laughs> I said fun. It's better than serviceable. <laughs> But Jessica Wynn, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, p- p- playing the character and also an imitation of of uh, Baranski. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, like that's the thing. She, that cutting back to the prequel part of the movie, like that the relationship of the three, I really wanted to see because those are the the only two characters that we kind of have stuck with both movies. Yes. I really wanted to see them integrate a little bit more and have the young girls watching. Meryl Streep's character, Donna, go through this and then have the older two characters watching her daughter go through whatever she's doing. And I feel that that was in the script originally or what they were going for and then it just got and got, oh, well, we have to put this song in and we have to put this song in and we can only do that by have Donna dancing through an orange orchard (laughs) for some reason. Uh, the songs really are crammed in. Yeah, I mean they are they are shoved in there by foot and just get in there. You you will fit if I press on you hard enough. <laughs> Don't think about it. There's just a here's a way to fill three minutes. Guess I, who picked the role to play Cienfuego? Guess who picked the actor? Cienfuego as in Fernando? As in Fernando? Yeah. Andy Garcia? Yeah. I have a feeling Cher is involved in that. Cher did it. Oh, really? Cher, Cher had vinyl say on who played Cher, Fernando. Cher had that much pull in this film? Yeah. Oh, she, she, she must Cher. have because she doesn't belong in the film at all. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> she she really could not have shown up and it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously the film was uh, not filmed in Greece. It was filmed of course in, not. Uh, in Too Croatia. <laughs> Nobody works in Greece. <laughs> And I just want to shout out to Tom Pitteris, who you may have met. Tom Pitteris uh, is a Brisbane Brisbane actor kid who is only a an extra, but you can see him in several. Like he's oh, he's seriously? one dan- dancing on top of the boat. Like he's just like oh. him center of the screen. And then when Cher and Amanda Seyfried are having that conversation, he's the extra sitting directly in between them <laughs> on the screen. I'm like. All right. <laughs> All right. Well done, buddy. Any more notes? Or do we no, I have no more notes. Not trivia, but Andy Garcia was a good pick. There are so many good picks for, for casting in this. All the all the sort of male cameo side characters, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Omid Jalali, he has he has like five lines in, in the film. <laughs> in each one of them he nails it. He's so funny. Was he by chance the passport the, the customs yep, officer. Yep, <laughs> I, I recognise him. Like, why is he so funny all the time? But yeah, no, just it, it's all in the delivery. You, you know, anybody else saying those lines, I don't think would would pay it justice. But he does it. And Andy Garcia when he meets uh, um, uh, uh, Tanya uh, Christine yes, Bransky, yeah. that interaction there had me. I was laughing out loud. It had me in stitches. It was so good. The only time I laughed out loud was. At the very end, during the ABBA mega mix, and, <laughs> and Colin Colin Firth interacting with his younger self, I was like, "That's yeah. hilarious," because <laughs> his younger self was like dancing all like, yeah, just, mm. "No, yeah, no, no, no it was great." <laughs> I was like, "No, this is you are not me. Get out." 
Movie babies, guys. Movie babies. I'm going to go last because I've only got half of them written down <laughs> and I'm not ashamed or going to hide that. All right. This, this one may take a little bit of explaining. Eat, pray, love because no, of, absolutely. The, the, That's the one of mine. Going, Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And the Blues Brothers. Mm. Mm. Blues Brothers because not only does it sort of bring in a whole heap of people that I don't, I don't want to say used to be famous because they still are huge. Like Andy Garcia's huge. Cher is still huge. Yeah. She's not a has-been. No, absolutely not. She's not doing much, but she's well, not she, a has-been. She, she is constantly performing. Yeah, but it's not uh, like I mean, yeah. it's not big. Yeah. You know, is is what I'm saying. But but she's certainly not done. But by any means, and Blues Brothers kind of did that. It brought back all these people who were um, yeah, kind right. of big stars and, and oh, wow. you know doing the thing. And <laughs> Blues Brothers builds up the whole. You know, every step along the way, it it is perfectly logical to get to the next step but you 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 see them at the start of the film and then the end of the film it is completely unrealistic you know to, i mean these these two guys who are being chased by police end up being you know hunted down by SWAT and the military in this huge coordinated effort just like in in yeah. this one there's this huge party you know at at the end fishermen travel yep. to an island to attend a gala hotel opening, they can't afford to stay there. Oh, no, it's all free. Free it's of charge. <laughs> it, it's just so unbelievable. But every step along the way, you kind of, yeah, okay, I, I, I see how that works. I, I see how you got there. So it's, it's completely unrealistic, unbelievable fantasy. It could be someone's dream. Sure. For, that, for that reason, Blues Brothers. <laughs> so Eat, Pray, Love was one of mine. Yep. Uh, now, have either of you watched the TV, the British TV show Inside Number Nine? No, I haven't. Okay, Inside Number Nine in their fourth season, I want to say, uh, has an episode called Zanzibar set inside. It's it's like it's a hotel hallway, and there's like mistaken identities and like long lost brothers and a long lost father, and one's rich prince or something and then his manservant <laughs> right. is going to assassinate him to get him and then there's a hired prostitute and there's this old man and, and, and his older mother and and she gets mistaken it's a whole bunch of things <laughs> that okay <laughs> yeah and if i had to put musical uh i don't know something just an abba concert i guess they they really do shoehorn in the songs don't they and it's- and like sometimes it's not even Part of the story is just like, oh, I guess we've we she's on the island, so we should show her enjoying the island. Yeah. Let's have her dance through an orange orchard for no reason. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Seb, you guys didn't buy me enough time. All they had was across the universe because it was a movie. Seb, that we they- we had like ten minutes. <laughs> I know. I Google. I was trying to find a, a prequel series in which they had recast or the entire principal cast with younger versions and I, just to do that. And I couldn't find any that I was like, that works. So across the universe and TBA. Did it, did it not make you think of any other films while you were watching it? Not really. It was really, well, we'll talk about it, but okay. apart from honestly the first one with Mia with the whole setting, but I didn't want to fall on that sword. Anything where like, Dumb American goes to Europe, falls in love. That kind of. Do you want Euro trip? trip? <laughs> Nailed it. Got the le- legally blonde, you could make the argument that mm. it's yeah. that because it's this girl naively going into this world, and 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 she and she finds a way to make Tweet it work. Nopsies. I reserve the right to <laughs> scream a random film's name during this review, and that goes across <laughs> across the universe. Okay. I got a really good tweet here, guys. Brace yourselves. If this tweet was a line from the film, it would have been broken up by three songs and a dance number. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Very accurate. It's like living the film, guys. <laughs> Andrew? When you put all of your hits in one film, what do you do with the B-sides? Hashtag here we go again. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My- yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we thinking the same yeah. way here? <laughs> it's like... The rest of the hits from ABBA starring Cher. Even the ones you don't know. But trust us, they're hits. Yeah. If it wasn't on ABBA Gold, I do not want to hear it in the movie. Half, these, half the songs I had never heard before. I've never been a big ABBA fan. 
But you've 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 yeah. heard of all, all the hits. You certainly know what they're going on. Yeah, half of them I'd never the heard. Second before. the I kissed the teacher one started, I was like, oh no, I'm out of my depth. What yeah. is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't nearly enough like fun songs in the movie for yes. me. It was all just yes. kind of like, okay, let's get to the next emotionally fraught. And I put that in inverted commas because for me, virtually none of the emotion was earned in this movie. No. Um, let's get to the next emotionally fraught moment so we can put another ABBA song in. It didn't need to be a musical, but the fact that they went with sort of more grounded songs kind of worked. I think it it, needed to be a musical because if not, it would have been half an hour long. Oh, no. If there was a good script. Like I think the story itself could stand up without the music with a different script. Yes. The the plot itself could stand up without it. Yeah. but yeah, the story as it is needs the music. <laughs> to narrow it down, unlike last week when we covered Doom, I have a variety of issues here. So we can go either good or bad. And I actually have different legitimate places to talk about both. So what do you guys want to start with? Positives or negatives? Let's start off with the bad. With the bad? The movie ends on a on an undeserved high. So let's also <laughs> finish on, on an undeserved high. <laughs> yeah, the last the last five minutes of that movie, emotional roller coaster. <laughs> If, not a bad thing, but I'm saying it goes from sad to happy really fucking quick. <laughs> um, all right. We've all mentioned it, but let's just go. There's yeah. too many songs in this film. Yeah. Way too many. Yeah. To the point, like, it, like, I've never done this, but during this film, I started texting towards the end because I was <laughs> so, every time a song would start, I was like, oh, I guess I no longer need to pay attention. Yeah, nothing interesting yeah. is going to happen during I that have, song. I have a similar story. E- it would have been about an hour, hour 10 in, I looked at my phone. And you realised how much longer it had left? I, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought, because there was a very distinct point in the movie where I was like, okay, story, we're going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at my phone and I was like, they spent 70 minutes without telling me anything about the right? story. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's uh-huh. we, we, we did tweet officers, but honestly, guys, what was the plot of this film? Uh, well, she I'll wants, t- and I'll, I'll I'll stay stop when you've told me something that the first movie didn't tell me. <laughs> the daughter really wants to make a hotel in Greece for her mum, and her husband is arbitrarily overseas and wants to stay there, but still loves her. So conflict, and the dads are just really busy doing dad stuff. And so they're not going to be there, but then arbitrarily decide to come back because it's the right thing to do. Because they also had very good managers who held them <laughs> out of this film until, until it's absolutely they necessary. They really didn't. Like, honestly, oh, I'll get to it. This, um, is, this is the bad. So I'm going to finish your plot synopsis for me, like, please. And then grandmother, who has never been referred to until the like the opening five seconds of this movie shows up and is all like she's Chekhov's quip, grandmother. Quip, quip, quip. <laughs> you know me. I'm me. The end. Well, guys, the, help me out. What was the antagonist in this film? What was the driving force pushing against our our, our the uh, Sophia? storm? I know about <laughs> the storm. Here's my problem. I mean, to Garcia, there's a storm coming. What do you mean? I just know. Five minutes can, later, the storm comes. Five minutes later, can the storm I, is done. Can, can, I, can, I, can I? Firstly, the number of times that things are arbitrarily, things are going to happen. Oh, no, it's a tragedy because they can't happen anymore. Don't worry, they're happening again. Yeah. Um, yes, right? Four times, four different things. Oh. But the storm is what makes me think that there was a cohesive script for this movie that tied the past and the present together uh-huh. and that these characters that that her daughter's life was somehow mirroring her life and traveling through and that storm was like a signpost that they both had to get through and then happy ending yeah but it got so muddy we spent so much time in the past and nothing dramatic was happening in the present that it just fell apart Part and I think I don't know whether it's like they had to get like arbitrary drama in to get more songs in, and then Somehow, they just yeah. ignored the whole motherhood thing that they should have been focusing on in the present, and just like oh no, we'll leave that for the last ten minutes of the film. And even then, birth and done. Yeah, 
Right? There's no, there's no like, nursing the whole or anything. thing about Mamma Mia is Mamma <laughs> Mia. It's about motherhood yeah. and like her trying to reconcile, run, yeah, living up to her mother's expectations while becoming a mother. That's that's <laughs> what fell apart. Is like the idea is really strong, and it just re it just fell apart in execution. Yeah. and I'm not sure who to blame, but. I'm ready to blame someone. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely with you on that. It could yeah. have been such a strong script, such a strong story. It's got everything you need in there and it's just like the first one, although not as badly as the first one, it's just lazily put together. Yeah, It's just haphazardly, here we go, let's, let's, let's cram this movie together in a way that kind of makes sense from song to song mm. and, and, and we'll push it out. And it even starts really weakly. Um, yeah. <laughs> like with the with, with the the conflict between the between Amanda Seyfried and whatever his name is Sky is just kind of like oh I, we guess we're having this fight until we figure there's nothing left to fight yeah. for yeah How- I want to do this and and I need to be here to do it and then he says well I want to do this and I need to be here to do it have they had that <laughs> fight before like. This can't have been the first time is it this, came up in conversation that it, she wants to run this hotel and he wants to be some marketing guy in in New York. And is this the end of the marriage? Like because no, at the end of married, it, right? Pardon? They're not married, right? No, they, they are. They marry at the end of the first film. No, they didn't get married. No, yet. they didn't. They oh, didn't get yeah, but they were going yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't going to do it then and there. Yeah. That uh, song, the one that at the very beginning between her and um Sky. Yeah. Was dreadful. <laughs> there was no emotion, no, at the all. End. And I'm like, oh no, oh and no, oh no. She them. was one of the better singers in the last film. Oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> no, neither of them are singers. Like, but they were terrible. Sky last, film. they're not singers, and they don't have any chemistry. No. They, they didn't in the first one either. They dated during the first film, I think. Like, seriously, yeah, I think so. How can you? How can you date someone and still not have any on screen? Well, they've chemistry. broken up since. Which is funny because oh, the song they were singing was about breaking up. <laughs> there should be passion. We've got real life influences on each other about yeah. that song. Yeah. But nope. Nope. Nothing. Nope. nothing. Um, Just, and I mean, that's the thing. Like this movie felt real shallow until the last. Until. It was, I had two, two scenes for me that were specifically emotional and everything else was nothing. But I want to talk about those in the good. But I felt like the, apart from those two scenes, which is about halfway through for one and one at the end, this film is the entire way. Speaking of the end, this film could end before Cher arrives. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it would be and it would be great. It would be fine. I thought it was going to end in the chapel where you've got uh, Meryl Streep as Donna as the ghost kind of interacting with um, Yeah. I don't even know the daughter's name. What's what's her name? Uh Sophia. Sophia, Sophia, yeah, one of them. Kind of interacting with her, not in a I'm I'm a ghost and you can see me way, just you know, nice for yeah. the film and doing that. And then everybody starts gathering in the, around the baby, the ceremony is about to begin, and Meryl Streep is, you know, walking away, closes the doors, light ending. Great. I thought that's the end. Credits are gonna come up, it's gonna be some flashy ABBA song, we're gonna have fun and see everybody's name again. And then Cher yeah. comes up in a spotlight, and the film is still going. Because she yep. didn't get to sing enough. If, completely undercut everything that they had built yeah. up to and it ruined the ending. Yeah, it ruined no. the ending by putting Cher in after this hugely emotional moment. To be fair, it's I sh- think the beginning of the film also ruined the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I really think like if if that spotlight moment had been Meryl Streep and then Cher came yeah, in, yeah. in the, when she yeah. re-entered in the second half with the spotlight behind her, I'm like, yeah, okay, so you're mimicking the movie. Like it starts out with Meryl Streep, then you get Sophie, then you get the the friends and they all come in and you're saying goodbye because there better not be a number three. Uh, <laughs> Mamma mia, oops, we did it again. The Britney version, am I right? Well, no, now we've got to have the great grandma wars uh. and and, and Sky has got to have a grandmother as well that is overbearing and great. <laughs> and I say. pop stars. Oh. Maybe his grandmother's Madonna. I can finally get it. Can I say that the most underutilised character um, and I can't remember her name, but it's the oh, old, the, the Greek lady, old Greek yes. lady. She reminded like, she me of my nonna. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, why didn't she become 
mother to yeah. Donna. Like she was yeah. there for the birth, but yeah. like she should have been so much more influential and in like finding this mother figure. Yeah. I think that was what- planned, but they had to fit in a hundred Apple songs. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that's, they had and to that's cut what it. I mean. Like, that's what, like you can see all the basis of like a really interesting story and like dramatic and like emotionally paying off and it just disappears. Yes. Now, I want to yeah. isolate. We've talked about how bad the script is as, as like the way the story comes out, but can we also isolate on how bad the dialogue specifically oh, was? so bad. Uh, the way I, I was trying to explain this to my wife because I watched this film alone because it was middle of the day, yeah. which by the way, fun thing for me, seeing it middle of the day on a Thursday had more people in it than my Han Solo screening. Oh dear. Which was, which was like 6pm <laughs> on a Friday, mind you. So this is like two peak times, so, or peak time versus off peak time. I saw this Friday evening and there were three other people. That's more than my Han Solo screening yeah, I had. had. I had about five in, in yeah. my theatre too. And I also went to the latest session. But yes, my God, the dialogue. Uh, the way I phrase this to my wife is, well, I think this movie was shot actually really well. Like the cinematography in this film was actually more, better than it deserved yeah. to be for this yeah, film. Yeah. Yeah. But it felt like a film that was written I mean, obviously the genre doesn't match, but the kind of films you see on the sci-fi network, like oh, yeah, Sharknado yeah. or Mega yeah. Octopus <laughs> versus whatever, like that was the level of bad dialogue I being used. almost put uh, Magic Mike on my movie babies <laughs> because like they improvised a lot of their dialogue, meaning right. a lot of their dialogue is terrible. <laughs> right. And like a lot of it is like, okay, so we have to get from this point to this point. What are the words that we need to say to get from here to here? And then, okay, first draft, done. That's what we need. It's done. The, we just need to get to the next song. So hurry up and get to the next song. <sighs> um, yeah, so Amanda Seyfried for me in the first half of this film was dreadful. Like that song that I spoke about at the beginning where her and um, was it Dominic Cooper? Was that the actor? Yeah, sure. Singing alongside right. each other. The one after they hang up on each other and yeah. yeah. That aside, I thought that she was absolutely wooden all the way through until I think the storm scene and then in the very end, she was she an absolute nothing character. She doesn't even play an interesting character in the first one. And the first movie is about her. But I don't I think I don't mind her as an actress. She's been in other films and I've really enjoyed it. This film, I just feel like she just could yeah. not be fucked. And honestly, I have you seen <laughs> the script that they were doing? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, get it. Like I'm not holding it against her, but it wouldn't have hurt this film if she actually acted in it. I did not have a problem with any of the performances as such, because you can see that some of the the really good actors, and I'm talking uh, Colin Firth, Stellan, uh, Christine Baranski. Yeah, uh, Stellan, I, I fell flat because he kind of went goofy. The fat joke like, thing with his brother, yeah. that made me, I was terrified for a moment that that really? was the movie we'd be getting the, with the, him. I, I like that. No, but I was like, oh, yeah. no, don't do this to me. Oh, it's a, it's a bit. Okay. I have, I have a funny story for you. <laughs> it involves a girl. I was, that, I was worried that was actually going to be him. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was right. like, why? That's what I was worried. I thought that was the one we were going to get for the film. Like the whole I movie. Mean, there isn't going to be enough time for you to have like a getting fit montage. To get, uh, whatever. Just do it to an Apple song. It's fine. Um, and Amanda Seyfried, I think, was just underserved. And I think having the young cast come in in this movie and they are obviously performers, they're singers, they're dancers, and having that contrast between the two really makes the people who aren't (laughs) first and foremost singers and and dancers look really uh, uncomfortable. But they do turn it down and and sort of frame it in a way of, okay, this is old people dancing, you know, the way old people dance. Yeah. Yeah. Are we okay only because of timing to move on to the good things? I think we already have. So the new cast, we'll start with them then, I guess. New cast were fantastic. And Lily James as young Donna. Yeah. Yes. All three of them were fantastic. Lily James is definitely the best. Um, The, the, oh God, the one that plays... the shorter one, I forget her, I forget the character's name. The the dumb one? Yeah. Yeah. She was the least impressive of all. Alexa them, Davies. But still great. Like comparatively. I think she was hilarious. Yeah, she was good. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not saying all, she was bad. I'm just saying th- all three girls worked really well yeah. together. They um, had a lot of chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. good move by this film is dropping a man. Oh, sorry, Sophia's um two friends, the useless friends. We we spoke about <laughs> in the last film. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I would have made this film, I would just make them one friend. And this yeah. film's like Hold my beer, I'll get rid of both of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and how, how good are these friends that in her time of need, they are nowhere to be seen? <laughs> They're the best kinds of friends, the ones that are in this movie yeah. I'm watching. So. 
I will say none of the none of the um men really impressed me. Um, I will say oh, the one that, young oh, Colin, Colin Firth, Firth one, yeah, yeah. The goddamn that that number in the restaurant, <laughs> I hated it. I hated yeah, every what song bit of was it. that one Waterloo. again? Waterloo, Waterloo. Oh, and they yeah. had to have it in there. And I guess so. They've gone to a restaurant where everyone's dressed up as French. They military. were in a French restaurant, and as you know, there's an American flag in every home in America, yeah. and there's a, sta- there's, there's a bust of Napoleon in every house in France because every French person loves Napoleon. Yeah, he's a national treasure. <laughs> the guy playing young Harry. His name escapes me for the moment. but uh, Young Harry was Hugh Skinner. Hugh Skinner. He plays in a uh, British sitcom spoof called The Windsors. Yes. Yeah. And he plays Prince William, ironically yeah. enough, <laughs> in that. I thought he was just hamming up that voice for his role as, as, uh, as William. No. Nope. But he kind of does it in this, this too. Voice. It's just the way he talks. Yeah. He suits it's it's suitable for Colin Firth because he also has these awkward mannerisms and they don't really have to match up. You know, no, just yeah, just yeah. them both being awkward is is enough. Not- he, he he works, but he's just such a he, he talks so weirdly. Do you think he was like bafflingly charming enough that he didn't come across as really fucking seedy in his scenes. <laughs> yeah. Positioning her for sex, like in the He's weirdest. Begging, begging for his virginity to be, yeah. to be taken by the girl he just met. Yeah. And, and like twisting her arm to make her do it too. Like it was awkward. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was rapey, but oh, you know what? A mm, couple of steps removed. <laughs> like, not at all. He literally asks for consent. Yeah, but then, yeah. Like, like, that's like, the opposite. Yeah, but she's yeah. like, no. And he's like, oh, come on. On. Let me twist your arm so it's kind of... No, he's like, here are my well-thought-out arguments and a Napoleon It's creepy. Metaphor? It's creepy. It's creepy. It's I agree creepy. with him. It's creepy. It's creepy. Um, the, only, the only guy who actually does anything nice and behaves uh, well is Stellan's uh, younger... Um, I, f- I forget his name in the in the film too. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But whoever, Bill. 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 Yes, that's Bill. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a, he, young Bill is a nice guy. He saves Alexio. No, he didn't want from, to though. The, he uh, absolutely did not want to though. He, he he wanted to get it on, but he did. Yeah. He he he, <laughs> he did, he did it come so through. That he could. Yeah. <laughs> he's um, the, he he's the only nice guy out of the three young guys. Oh, you know? okay. I I know with uh, young Pierce Brosnan's character, the whole revelation of he had a has a fiance, and that was like, oh no, you're cheating yeah. with her. On, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, I never got the feeling like he wouldn't have stayed with her. I always felt like he was happy to throw away his past life after the discussion to stay with, with Donna. So like, yes, he was bad, but I also felt like, I felt like he had changed a lot. He kind of led her on and then went away. But I I don't think he was going to leave until that happened. Like, I think he was just happy to stay with Donna. No, because he was, she was saying when, when they're in the rowboat, and she's saying, let me put this out here. It's a crazy idea. Why don't we both just stay on the island forever and make our lives here? And he goes, well, you know, life is kind of complicated and people have commitments that... Uh, I might be engaged somewhere else. Than you here. think he's talking about his job, but he's yeah. actually talking about the other girl he's boning. Oh, classic, <laughs> classic James Bond, right? <laughs> um, I touched on how good the cinematography was for this film and the one scene that I, I really wanted to showcase it on was unfortunately ruined by one of the worst songs. <laughs> but I just want to point out how in, like, great every, like, all the camera work and all the transition work was during that um, one of that first songs between Amanda and Sky at the beginning yeah. where they're in different cities and it's like passing between walls and through mirrors and moving around to show them kind of in the same space but also different cities apart. And I was like watching this going, this is suspiciously good visually and if, if only, nothing I'm seeing is telling me it should be but it was carried through the rest of the movie. I think there were a couple of other scenes where it was well done not, I'm not going to say it was fantastic everywhere but I think consistently like the part that I'm going to praise for this film the most is going to be the way it was shot as opposed to the way it was written or acted see I, I found it the cinematography to be yeah it was interesting in some places but like overwrought in others mm. it's kind of like yeah. okay they're singing a song we have to do something rather than just have the camera on them singing the yeah. song what can we do yeah. and i think that it, it it they started scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> so there's so many times you could put a do- get a dolly right yeah i i'm i'm gonna say it's um it's a good film because of the uh story of young young donna 
Lily James does a fantastic job of, of playing her out and the whole plot of this carefree girl going through and finding this, this new world, it kind of works. If I, the film was really 100% like the young group, I oh. think I would have had a much better taste in my mouth left at the end of this film. Like I would have been a lot happier. With this it. one is it, – it, it could very well be a standalone mm. film. It has virtually nothing to do with the first. And they rehash everything you learn in the first anyway. That's so, exactly yeah. right. And it's, it's better than the first. I hated the first one. Really? Because it was so sort of – I don't want to say – Contri- I mean, it, it's kind of contrived because it's just about the wedding and, oh, you should be excited. And everybody's excited because they're meeting old friends and, ah, and all the screaming and such. Ugh, it's just so grating on the ears. And yeah. how can you be around people like that? This one actually tells a real-life story. I mean, it's, it's, it's believable as a biography. But it's funny because yeah. I'm, I'm other angle. I prefer the other film because there's a – Sophie has like a pure – like she's got a drive. I'm going to find out which one of these three people is my dad that's my mission and there's obstacles in the way. And for me, that has a much more clear plot line to follow through. Whereas this film for me was just, you're just following someone and some bad stuff happens here or there, but there was no like driving motivation for, she just wants to live in an island. She's already there for half the film. So I agree with you. This movie could have been, and when at the very opening, it, it should, I felt it should have been (laughs) about reconnecting with her grandmother and finding that, and using that as a sub- yep. but then no, just like nope, that plot's gone. Literally tears the inv- invitation, throws it away, and it's not mentioned again until she arrives by helicopter. Yep, there's no <laughs> emotional impact when she arrives because it's like yeah. I'm living a, a life without you, and yeah. I'm not impacted emotionally yeah. by your by your uh, by your presence, yeah. by your thoughts, by your feelings towards that, me. You exactly play right. up the arrival of the grandmother like the Tyrannosaurus in Bloody Jurassic Park. Like, what's that noise? Yeah. And then she gets there and I'm like, oh, finally an antagonist. Nope, she's, I mean, she's a bit but of the, a bitch, but she's not, she, she's not doing anything wrong. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, she, doesn't, like, so, she doesn't affect anything. She doesn't give her any advice. In fact, she kind of, you know, hogs the limelight at, at, at her own celebration. She is grand opening. literally yeah. there. As a love interest yeah. for Fernando, the the character that has yeah. been there yeah, for yeah, most yeah, of the yeah. time, just like that rich brother of Fernando's comes in for Christine Baranski at the okay. end. It's exactly. like, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. entire time during this film, because I was I love Andy Garcia, and I was like, oh. this is great. He's so fucking mysterious. What is his secret? And then discovering it was, oh, I dated your yeah. grandma. I was like, oh, boo. I was like, such a mis- think it would be that he's secretly know. an orca whale? I was like, <laughs> for me, he's like some mysterious fucking Greek wizard on this island. Like, I'm not saying that he was, but I'm like, I didn't know what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. 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 And then I was like, oh, that's where this was going. I, I- want to know if he's actually her grandfather. Now that's for that Mamma Mia three. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen, and then he's just like, "No, there's just a guy that we." See, that would have been a great secret. Oh no, that that uh, you know, my love, uh, I I lost her a long time ago. Yeah, you know, he's back now after Donna's dead. Maybe because Sophia needs you know some looking after a, a watchful mm. eye of somebody who cares about her. Yeah, she never, uh, you know, Donna never reconnected with with a grandfather. It would have been a great plot line. It's. It's Do not <laughs> make a Mamma Mia 3 because of this. <laughs> but I need closure, so they have to. Um, Andy Garcia is so good. I was dreading this film going in. I was, I was driving, driving to the cinema. You know, I, was, I, I even contemplated you know, making the excuse, like, oh, no, I was, I, was, I was taking notes on my phone and I was ejected from the cinema, so I didn't actually, <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't, I didn't actually see it. it. I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't do it. I passed a bus depot and I, I, was, I was, you know, entranced by what was going on there instead of looking at the road where I was going maybe because and I, I crashed and I killed several people. Yeah, that'd be great. And the trailer started and it was... Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I had that one and too. Oh, crazy God. rich Asians, and I'm just oh, cringing. What was that? I'm, what was that trailer? They, they, <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm 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 cringing and kind of sinking in my seat, like I'm here, but what the hell have I done? And then the first song, and just oh no, it's the same thing all over again. And then Andy Garcia comes on the screen. And, <laughs> oh my God! Yes, this so adds much legitimacy, Signor. <laughs> and then and and then he has those few little quips with uh, Baranski, and he says, "Mwah! Thank you. You've you've saved the film for me with all the side actors, <laughs> with all these with all these little cameos and people. They what make the film 
you know, yeah. f- funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Like without oh, yeah, the yeah, side yeah. characters, it's just kind of like, ugh. Ahmed Jalali is the customs officer. He's, yeah. he's there for no reason other than to do funny lines, which he does superbly. <laughs> <laughs> um, other great scene for me was, it was I, they were doing this one part where they kind of connected the past story and the present story, and it was during the storm sequence where oh, that storm. <laughs> no, no, Pierce Brosnan helping Sophia yeah. um, can, in the storm was I, a great scene. Yeah. Out of fucking nowhere. I mean, yeah. say out of nowhere. No, we were told two minutes earlier there'd be a I storm. Would, I, I would love that. That is, it is a great scene. But can we just recognize that what he's helping her do is keep up the welcome sign? Yeah, he is. While everything else is. is <laughs> Dying and flooding and falling over and breaking open. That welcome sign is the only thing that needs to survive this storm. If that goes, the hotel's dead. Yes, what he was doing was stupid. But the way he performed and the way Amanda yeah. performed in that scene yeah. was the best acting in this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Debatably for something else at the end, but close to if no, not. It's, it's symbolic of her keeping the hotel alive. And cutting so it across. I think to- at the end is the best acting. Well, so we'll talk yeah, about she the goes end as well, from yeah. pretty wooden. Well, we're in good now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but I'm yeah. talking about the storm scene still. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the cut, the cut back to the original storm when Donna first got to the island as well. I thought yeah. it was just a very well. It was like that point where the two stories intersected and they played it very well. <laughs> but fortunately, they just didn't didn't continue keep up to doing that, that yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we talk about. The end of the film, though, I just want to say, Pierce Brosnan didn't sing in this film. He did, but he did sing. Oh, they gave and he him, did it well. They gave him a, a quiet little refrain of the same song he yeah. butchered in the last yeah. film, but they didn't make him sing it. <laughs> I was like, as he started singing, I was like, oh no, 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 no. Oh god, it's the same song. No, no, no. Oh, it's over. It's over. It's and you didn't raise your voice once, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, film. If you make, if, don't do this again. And they didn't. So good job, restraint. Well, then, and none of the dads had a song except at the very end. And then it was just. Kind but of he back was up. the one I was scared yeah. about, and he started yeah. singing the same song, Zane. So I was like, "No, don't be." It's like it's in his contract. I must redeem myself. I'm like you can't. No, <laughs> don't as, do as this. As soon as he started singing, I was like, "Okay, this, this is what I'm yeah. not worried. This is an yeah. appropriate use of someone that can't sing." Yeah, and. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. Once again, not spectacular, and but I it was not say, bad. The auto tuning in this movie was a lot less visible or audible than in the previous one, yeah. and there were some like lip syncing issues where, like, this obviously they've recorded <laughs> elsewhere, yeah, and then they're playing it over. Just and mostly it was like because of atmospheric noise. Like, particularly when Young Donna was singing with the band, it was very obvious that yeah. this wasn't happening. On set, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, like okay, let's talk about the end because Amanda Seyfried really kind of won me over <sighs> after the cringiness of her song with the dynamos. Like, can we just can she just be happy for once? <laughs> yeah, can she just sing a happy song with the dynamos? And that would that would like mean more to me than seeing like, oh, I guess I'm finally dealing with my mother's death that you've been doing for the whole movie. It's the only character she has. It was just after possibly the best joke in the entire film. The Like, I'm pregnant. Don't tell anyone. One scene later. <laughs> it's like, I just told him. I know I just told Bill and I just told I, him. And I, I mean, told ev- many, many people. <laughs> but that, that, that's, a, that's a hark back to the first one. I think so. Right? It was yeah, very yeah, familiar. Yeah. He had the exact same... Yeah. Exact same joke in the first and one. Best joke in this film. Not that this film was trying to be a comedy or anything, but it was like, oh, that <laughs> yeah. was good. I enjoyed this. Colin Firth is by far the most enjoyable character in this. And that's, uh, that is include, oh, no, no, I have to say young, young Tanya and old Tanya. Just Christine Baranski all together. So good. Then, then Colin Firth. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So end scene, ba- the baptism. Are we, we're talking about the baptism yeah. scene. Yeah. <clears throat> was beautiful. And it, it didn't belong in this film, but it was it, damn good that it no, was there. it was great. And it should have ended at the end of that. It, it should have been credits yeah. rolling, done. I think if you if credits rolling and then in the middle of the credits you could have that musical number. Perfect. That would have been Perfect. better. Um, going straight into it, though, was just <laughs> kind of like. Guys, oh. it's a chick flick. I'm not saying that as a drug <sighs> term. I mean, like, there's, like, the set 
quote rules or tropes that they must tap Sebastian. on. And you, there's no lingering. I, for all intents and purposes, am a chick and a musical theater kid. I'm not saying it's there good, is a guys. time and a place for a musical number I with agree. spandex and sparkles. I'm not defending it. I'm saying that they aren't subverting the genre, the genre here. They're just no. following the, the rules set by it. Chick flick is not an excuse. It's not an excuse. You, no, no, no. This is I'm not. This is a damnation on it. Saying it's not original and it. It didn't strive Can to be original. It could have been though. It's a huge oh, every opportunity. Every movie could be original. Can, no, no, no. Can I make a suggestion as to how to fix this? We yes. want to hear it. Is that if Amanda Seyfried sang a happy song with the Dynamos, and then they, then that final number is her singing that song with her mother and the Dynamos, and yes. then getting everyone else back on. I think that would have been fine because it's kind of resolving the emotional yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stakes of the movie. But in as fact, it was, the storm should have been the climax where they're building up to this huge party. Mm. The storm ruins everything, and they just make this makeshift improvised party out of it. The it, scene the- that I wanted was. Amanda Seyfried crying to Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan typing something on his phone and then just holding it there. And then you see Bill and and going, oh, no, and then dropping everything and running rather than just yeah. kind of like, hmm, this meeting's boring. I'm going to go to Greece. <laughs> Can I pitch an alternate you know scene as well? family. I've just realised that after sleeping for 14 hours through this contract negotiation. Can I pitch an alternate scene as well, guys? Remember when the horse got caved in on in that scene? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we reworked that scene. So she actually gets trapped in that area. And ah. young Pierce Brosnan's character ends up like- So the horse out. is the father. No, <laughs> young Pierce Brosnan's character ends up um, taking away some of the debris and helping young Madonna okay, okay, out. Okay. Then modern day Storm, Amanda Seyfried's ah. character is trapped in a similar situation and current nice, Pierce yeah. Brosnan is digging her out. And while she is trapped in a building that is slowly like you know covered in water and flooding, she is then in her mind confronted with her mother and is able to have a conversation where they're isolated together. Nice. While Pierce yeah. Brosnan is on the outside, yeah. literally reliving the moment that he saved the mother years ago. Yeah. 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 Like that's a no thing. song there, needed. There, there's, <laughs> there's, Look, they did it with acting and emotion. <laughs> and what I would have loved more is that if they just used parts of a song yes. rather than, okay, so we've sung the first verse and chorus of this song. Let's do the next two verses as well <laughs> and just have the same face, facial emotions for the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like that's there were so many opportunities where they could tie the past into the present and have it mean so much more. And the end scene was great. Meryl Streep is perfection as always, and Amanda Seyfried was also mm. like won me over there. And the, the crowd as well. Everyone played yeah. their parts so well. It was yeah. a really emotionally intense scene. But what what the one choice I really didn't like is having our first vision of Meryl Streep being her turning around. <laughs> I would really have loved for Amanda Seyfried to carry the baby up to the font and then just have like Meryl Streep's hands come and hug her yeah. like, like she's hugging the baby it would and have been much then nicer. like singing the song like that. That would have been so much more because my thing is old people having <laughs> feelings about their children. Mm. That's my, that's what gets me emotionally. <laughs> it's the only thing that can touch yeah. my cold, yeah. cold heart. Yeah. And Noted. Like, and it was, it was like almost there, but it just didn't pluck the heartstrings enough mm. yeah. for me. Yeah. But overall, that scene was great. Like, was oh, great. And I agree. Okay. If this scene was in a, a movie that had earned it, this could have produced tears. Yeah. But the movie was a hunk of shit building up to it. So <laughs> I think it was just really flat. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. But I'm talking about flat doesn't get me prepped for this. It happens. I'm like, oh, that was a really cool scene, but it from another movie that earned it, which is weird. Like, I can't fault this scene for me. I, I liked the way it happened. Like, I mean, yes, we could all change this bit there and that bit, whatever. But as it was, I was happy with it. It's just, yeah, out of, <laughs> out of nowhere, which is unfortunate because you shouldn't be shocked by the tonal change of a film like this. Yeah. <laughs> you should be built up to final it. Final verdicts? I believe we are. Andrew, do you recommend Mamma Mia? Here we go again. Yeah, I do. It's a it's a fun film. I found myself enjoying it far more than I expected, and not because I had gone in dreading it and it was, you know, I'd, I'd gone right. in with low expectations or something. It actually is quite an entertaining film. It's great, especially the, the the young Donna, the young girls, seeing them all interacting. If if it was a standalone film, it had nothing to do with Mamma Mia, and it was just a film 
telling that that story, it would have been would have been fine. I I think I would have enjoyed that too. Zane, it's a flawed movie, and it's so it's to me it's so obvious how you could just make small changes and make it so much better. Um, but like you said, it it did it could be a standalone movie, and I think its approach to the story was different to Mamma Mia One. Uh, so it it is flawed, and it's not a movie made for me. No, no. So I think I I think I'm going to recommend it. Like I I didn't come out of this movie going, yeah, that's a great movie. I came out of this movie going like, oh, that could have been like one of the best musical movies ever if this 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 cut half the songs, um, <laughs> or maybe write some new ones, <laughs> or. Like actually harking back to like there's no reason you can't use more of the songs from the original one because yeah. I would have loved Amanda Seyfried to do Dancing Queen. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Maybe next time. <laughs> no more. It's not a Mamma Mia extended universe. Um, so, yeah, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a qualified yes from me. It's not I'll probably watch this movie again yeah. like I watch Mamma Mia sometimes when I – when I get in that weird mood where I want to watch Mamma Mia. Um, I don't know which will happen, which whether I'd watch Mamma Mia or Mamma Mia 2. I don't really know because, again, you don't really have to watch one to watch two. No, or, you don't. So <laughs> it, it's a qualified yes. I think if you like Mamma Mia 1, this is a different movie but very similar in emotion. But this Mamma Mia 1's a little bit more frivolous, I guess, You, I would, I would say. But Christine Baranski gets a better number in 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 Mamma Mia one. I'll say that it's weird when I look over at my notes that I've talked for this. Um, I look at my good tallies and my bad tallies, and I've got ten points in my good list, but four points in my bad list. Ooh. And when you look at that, you're like, well, it, obviously yeah. this movie it, it sits a lot higher than it should. Um, but then when I read the notes in my bad list, I'm, I yeah, read they're pretty they? heavy. Yeah, like so. For example, one of my lesser good notes was Pierce Brosnan didn't sing a full song. So, but then I look at my bad notes and I'm like, mm, bad script. That's a biggie. Um, so your good note is bad thing didn't happen. <laughs> well, that, that was one of them. I've cherry picked that for humorous effects, but in this case, yes. But um, so the story, I was pretty hit and miss for me. Like it retold everything I knew from the first one. I learned nothing by seeing this, but in saying that by Didn't going you enjoy back- you watching it though? When going back and seeing like the younger cast come in and do the original trio, they were great. So seeing yeah. their version of it was better than just being told it. So that's right. a positive. My problem is in the present in this film. Everything that happened in the present bar the storm and bar the very end with um, Donna's spirit or whatever we interp- interpret it, showing up for me was either horrible or just just nothing. And it's really for me, like, can I recommend half a film? Like, can I say like, <laughs> hey, it's really good for all these scenes in the past, maybe bar the I banged the teacher song, which I just think was a bad song to choose. But that's like, so it's not the worst film I've seen, but I think Mamma Mia 1 was better. And I don't think Mamma Mia 1's a good film. No. So I'm going to say no, but there's some good stuff. If you haven't seen it and you want a lovely emotional bit with Meryl Streep. Watch it. For that scene in the storm scene, I think this film can be enjoyed. But as an overall like solid unit of a movie, it's just it's too inconsistent for me. Like, like I said, there are good notes, there are bad notes, but there were just too many bad notes. I think you can get a very close approximation of the level of enjoyment just by watching the trailer. Yeah, you don't. I mean, watching the whole film, it doesn't really build on oh, very much. I didn't have Cher written in my bad notes. Cher was <laughs> fucking awful. I should clarify. Yeah. I think that there's a, there's a, an ultimate cut here. Where you could literally splice this movie into the first movie, go for two and a half hours because this, this film is like two hours on itself, which is way too long for the story that we're being told here. Like, it didn't. It, yeah. it, you get rid of all the padding of the songs. <laughs> this is an hour and a half movie, maybe an hour twenty at the most. Like, there's not no plot to get that length there. But I think if you splice this in incorporate the flashbacks to the younger the younger um, cast within the realm of the first film to tell Donna's story rather than just being told. Like, as she's discovering bits of information, we go back and see it happen there. I think you could majorly improve the first one, Mamiya, and okay. negate the need entirely for a second one. 
So I think there's a, there's a cross there, but as a standalone piece, I can't recommend this. <laughs> but what I can do is pick a cast member to put them into a death match against Carl Urban from Doom. Has to be ghost on her, right? <laughs> well, that's tempting to have her go through to the next round, but I really want to put the chair into this because apparently she's unkillable. Yeah, she's she unkillable. is still alive. I think the thing keeping her alive are the same mothballs causing her singing to suck in this film by putting them in the back of her throat. So, who wins? Have you heard Cher? I sing? have. But this, it did, I've heard her in her songs. It kind of matches what she's doing. But when she was singing ABBA, she needed to not be Cher. Oh, just wait until she releases a whole album of ABBA covers. Just won't listen to it. <laughs> oh, I will be playing it nonstop, forevermore. Like, listen, I'm not the biggest Cher fan, but I'm not going to say her work is bad. I'm going to say when she performed. I'm going to say yeah, she, she came another, in and was Cher. Like yeah, she was yeah. Cher being funny Cher. Yeah. yeah. And in this film, it would just, with, with, sorry, the music in this film, it just didn't work. She wasn't energetic enough to be I Cher. I don't think like, her face she was Cher, can move but- properly these days. Like it was moving as one solid unit. Which I keep saying today in this podcast, but one solid unit's my phrase of the week. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like, so what situation are we talking here? Well, I think Carl Urban from the end of Doom. I don't think Cher's evil, so will Carl Urban kill her? She's not going to well, turn it, into it, a demon. Well, he does. It is have, a battle to the death, though. It is a battle to the death, but he's he's you know kind of this ultimate ultimate good character. He's you know had the had the goodness in him jazzercised. Yeah. So he can't do anything bad to someone who Good. is not doing anything Even bad to him. If she wanted to kill him, do you think she'd have the strength to break his neck? Uh, if he has his sister, uh, then she has <laughs> at least the helicopter she arrived on. Yeah. <laughs> She's got resources. Yeah. It's she- an Apache helicopter, guys. Like she doesn't have machine guns attached I mean, to it. She wouldn't blades are splitting blades. She wouldn't think twice. About inviting them back to you know whatever hotel she's got back on the mainland and just sucking his soul from his body like a vampire. <laughs> I was going to say slipping them out of the side door into oh, the ocean that quietly, so but <laughs> that works as well. She's some sort of youth sucking vampire creature. Except I don't know where she puts the youth that she sucks because it's not working. Um, no, the, uh, Cher's character in this uh, as the grandma—I don't even know her name—but she's. Uh, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Yeah. Um, she's completely self-obsessed. All yeah. she cares about is how she looks and and about her getting the limelight. That's all she cares about. So she would not think twice about ending Carl Urban's Reaper's life. I will life. say a lot of the women in this film are particularly strong. Like they're all like badasses in their own yeah. right, except for maybe Amanda. She's kind of a pushover <laughs> for a bit of the first one. <laughs> oh, it's tough. If Plus, I, you've got. You've I think got, if I said Christine Baranski. Character versus Carl Urban, I think it would have been really cut and dry in one way, but I'm just not sure if Cher has that edge. She does come with, you know, the entire island that's that, uh, is going to back her side. It's true. Mm. Everyone at that party is going to be fighting and they're going to dance fight, Yeah, which is yeah. even harder to yeah. predict. Okay, if, let's go with if, Cher. Let's go with Cher. It has to be for... Cher because if Carl Urban does kill her, he's going to be mobbed. Yeah. The the entire and the entire also, island is yeah, going to go after him. I think he can't do anything bad. He he wouldn't Whereas initiate. Whereas I think Cher can. Okay, let's <laughs> let let's go Cher because if she lasts until Mortal Kombat, I want to have her go against Shang Tsung to see who can suck the soul out of the other one the fastest. <laughs> Just because I'm really invested in that battle for the death. So I will say the person who's lasted the longest so far has been Mr. Blonde. He lasted for two episodes. <laughs> it's really the new the new gimmick is. How can someone from this movie successfully murder the last person? And then we'll just work from there. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Andrew. Pitch, tell them where you're from. I am from Sister Podcast and New World Order, also co-hosted by Seb and Zane. That's me. Where we use nation states to run fake nations and talk about policies and just generally hate on each other. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't hate on you. I just mock you. That's true. That's very true. I would I would love to say that it's far more political and intellectual than it actually is, which is very similar to this episode right here where mm. we just riff on each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But usually about ideas we hold a lot more sacrosanct. I, yes, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> Mamma Mia doesn't uh, really give us a pot to draw from. Mm. 
right, well, thank you very much for joining us. And the automated answering machine type of sign-off will happen now. Now. You're not the boss of me. Soon. Any. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us, because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure, that yeah. one. Or second take podcast, you, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at second take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any movies unless we're reviewing them. (laughs) And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to thatsnotkindofproductions.com, which is the mothership for all of of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do that solo you can find podcasts? there. Yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's, that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. Just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.